know, yeah. my yeah. nephew tells me, uncle, he said, uncle, you got receipts, you, you do this, like, no cap. I'm like, what the heck is cap? So I digress, right? <laughs> I digress, you know? <laughs> I had so, to learn that too, by the way. My son told me that, but keep that's going. That's right, that's right, that's right. But, but the point is this. If you find the deal, you find a good property, the money is going to find you. There's several people out here looking to invest. Hey, what's going on, guys? Calvin Russell here. Listen, I'm super excited to bring you guys yet another special guest. But this time, it's a little bit different. We're about to shake some things up on this channel, okay? So today we're going to be talking about real estate, but different forms of real estate, okay? But again, you guys don't want to you guys do not have to worry about hearing it from me. Uh this particular gentleman, he's actually in the North Carolina area. Uh so go Tar Heels, I believe that's right. <laughs> but I'll let him go into that uh for sure, but he's actually a licensed real estate agent as well as a broker owner as well has a team of successful real estate agents uh, in the North Carolina area and beyond. But not just that, his main focus is real estate investing. I know a lot of people are trying to decide when is the best time to get into real estate. And again, this guy's most definitely going to fill in a lot of those blanks for you. So of course, I want to introduce you guys to none other than Mr. Sean Langston. Sean, are you here with us today, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Calvin, thanks for having me on. I am here from uh sunny North Carolina. You know, I don't want to rub it into you, but it is about almost 70 degrees and some change out here in uh, sunny Charlotte, North Carolina. And I know you up there in uh, you know, the Midwest <laughs> Chicago land area and it's cold. Yeah. So I just had to throw that out there right quick, but excited yeah, you, to be on here with you, brother. You know, it's always when someone says, when they start off the sentence with no disrespect, you're about to be <laughs> disrespected, okay? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, listen, yes, uh, of course, we greatly appreciate you, honestly, taking out the time away from your business, your family, just to kind of pour into the audience and give them some gems today. So uh, let's go straight into it. All right. So but real quick, Sean, I know that, of course, um, a lot of people talk about real estate. And what I love about you know your background and your history is that this isn't something that you dabble with. Right. This is something that is a part of your your regular business model. But before we go into that, I want people to know just a little bit about who you are. So how did you get into real estate? Yeah. So a little bit about myself. Uh, like I said, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, but I was born and raised in the uh, Washington, D.C. area, uh, what they call a DMV, you know, DMV. Uh, district, you know, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Uh, so I was born and raised there. And just uh, coming up there, it was always you had to uh, hustle, right? You had to be one step ahead. And so I'm sure you can relate to that. So always had this uh, entrepreneurship um, uh, outlook, uh, you know, where I came from, there weren't a ton of entrepreneur business owners in my area, uh, in our neighborhood. Uh, but I always knew that I wanted to work for myself. I had a friend who I went to his house and um, he had a big old house, the biggest house I've ever seen. And I was like, how did you guys get this? And he said, my father is a business owner, right? <laughs> and at the time, you know, I was probably about 11 or 12. And obviously nowadays, I think the younger people know more about it. But back then, we didn't really see many business owners. So it was like something new to me. And I didn't totally know what a business owner was, but I said, I'm going to be one. <laughs> I'm like, whatever that <laughs> right. is, I'm going to be that, right? Yep. So that kind of sparked my interest in um, <clears throat> I was just gonna kind of been a self-motivated individual. I started my first business uh, at 16 
I, I, I ran that business till I was about 22. It was a, a, a car stereo shop. Like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, the show Pimp My Ride. Oh, but, man, you know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so we used to be able to do all types of customization and all that stuff. So I found out that I could make money doing something that I like to do. Uh, I just used to do it. It was a hobby. And then all of a sudden, people wanted to pay me for it. So then that gave me a uh, good proof of concept that, you know, you could work for yourself and make a living. And so that was just the start of my entrepreneurial journey. And I've pretty much been on that path ever since. You know, I like to say that I've been an entrepreneur for uh, over uh, about 40, 40, almost 40 years now. So wow. you know, one way, shape or fashion, I've uh, worked for myself. So that's that's a little bit about my, my story and my journey. Wow, man, that's a lot, man. You know, a lot of times people, well, first off, you know, we start dating ourselves, right? Because some people don't even remember Pimp My Ride. They don't even right. born then. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, here, I, you know, we're now in this digital space where a lot of people are just honestly just talking about, you know, real estate so loosely. And yeah. they've bought one property, they flip one property, all of a sudden they're an expert, right? <laughs> and the thing is, though, they're not I don't think people are really looking at people's track record, almost like, you know, their history saying, OK, and, and not saying that you can't learn from anybody. I'm not saying that. But the difference is that the more times you do something, uh, the more experience that you have. And what I love about your story is that you have a lot of experience doing this. And this isn't something that you kind of do. Right. This is something that you. Um, you know, an, um, an income that you plan on having as a part of your retirement portfolio. Am I right? That's right. That's absolutely correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's dive into it because I know a lot of people that are trying to figure out, OK, how can I, you know, start from, you know, not knowing anything to actually going into real estate investing? So let's go into that uh, today, guys. We're going to go into how to finance your first real estate investment property with little to no money down. So, Sean, tell us the first thing or the first way that we can accomplish this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for uh, asking that question. So one of the first ways you can do it, and I want people to start thinking outside the box, right? Um, first of all, you have to acquire the property before or identify the property before money is ever involved, right? So you just be focused on finding a deal and then you partner with somebody that has money. Right. You'd be surprised. You have uh, uh, people in the community, you know, doctors, dentists, uh, small business owners who have money that they want to invest. It's not making any money in the uh, uh, maybe a CD or, or that might be losing money and sometimes in the stock market. So they want a safe, secure uh, investment and they're willing to invest. So you can pick someone in your community. Uh, maybe, you know, a friend that has some, some uh, disposable income. Uh, you can go to what's called the local uh Ria, that's the uh, real estate investment meetups. Uh, you're going to meet dynamic people. Normally, you know, that's how I started meeting people here in Charlotte. And those people, they know other people that have money that want to invest. So the long and short of it is you identify the property and you have somebody else to put up the money. And you guys can venture that. You know, they had a new name for it. Like, that. I'm learning all this stuff, Calvin. You know, yeah, my, yeah. my nephew tells me, Uncle, he said, Uncle, you got receipts. You, you do this. Like, no cap. I'm like, what the heck is cap? So I digress, right? <laughs> I digress. <laughs> you know, I had so, to learn that too, by the way. My son told me that, but keep going. That's right. That's right. That's right. But, but the point is this if you find the deal, you find a good property, the money is going to find you. There's several people out here looking to invest. So, 
you could be friends, family members. Right now, everybody has the bug. I have several. I have I have more money chasing me than I do deals. Right? I can't even find the deals fast enough. Wow. So if you find the deals, the money will find you. Uh, so mm. just be on the lookout for that. Just try to find the deals. Don't worry about you having the money. Just know that if you can find the property, that the money is going to come and find you. So like I said, I don't want to. It's so several ways. Just friends, yeah. family members. You know, business owners in the community, doctors, lawyers, uh, you name it, dentists, everybody's looking to invest in and everybody likes to invest in real estate because it's a hard, tangible asset. So find the property, find the deal and the money will find you. That's that's one source. Wow. Man, you know, I want to spend a little bit more time on that. We don't have to go so deep to where people get, you know, overwhelmed with knowledge today. But let's talk about that. So now um, a deal. What? I know you have like your own set of numbers. We don't have to go into necessarily your formula, but what what would you consider like um, a quote unquote a good deal? Yeah. So what what consider a good deal? And the good thing about this, for another way we're talking about financing, this is a good rule of thumb. You want to identify a property that you can buy for at least uh, uh, seventy cents on the dollar, no more than seventy cents on the dollar. So what I mean by that is. There's a property that after, and I'm, you know, you can't probably find this in most markets, but I'm going to just use simple math, right? If there's a house that can sell for $100,000, you know, when it's all fixed up, when it's nice and great condition, if it could sell for $100,000, that property, you don't want to pay more than $70,000 for it. So $70,000 or less, but $70,000 is the most that you want to pay, 70 cents on the dollar, right? Mm-hmm. So. If you get it for 60 cents on the dollar, that's even better. That gives you more leeway. So, so if you're talking about the 70 cents on the dollar, uh, once you renovate it and everything, you know, because you buy it at a 30% discount. So once you renovate it and everything, for the most part, it's probably going to be another 20, 15 to 20% profit margin left on there after the renovations, right? So buying it at 70 cents on the dollar or less is better. The lower you can get it, the better. Like, you know, I bought properties. Sometimes, just depending on how the market is, I bought properties as high as 80 cents on the dollar, just depending mm-hmm. on where it was and what it needed, and as yeah. low as like 40 cents on the dollar, right? Mm-hmm. So wow. the lower you can get it, the better, but the benchmark mm-hmm. or is the max really is about uh, uh, 70% on the dollar. So, so wow. 70, uh, 70 cents, 70% uh, percent on the dollar. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, okay. So now let's let's talk about that. So now... 70 cents on the dollar, preferably, is kind of where you want to be at. And then you mentioned the around the high point that you, you know, purchased was as high as about 80 cents on the dollar. But like you said, it probably you know, is it was in the right neighborhood or it probably didn't need as much work. Is that correct? That's correct. That's absolutely correct. Both uh, all of the above was in a great neighborhood and was pretty much turnkey, you know, just cosmetic carpet and paint. And I can put it back on the market and make a good return on that. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. So now that's way number one, guys, finding a deal. And of course, being ready, you know, when that deal presents itself, but that's not it guys, as we got some more uh, coming your way as well too. So now let's talk about that. Cause you talked about, okay, finding a deal. And then you said like having a friend at that point, you're pretty much, you have a partner and it, it may not necessarily right. be your friend, but now how do we go about finding a partner? That's right. Yeah. So you find a partner by somebody that you know, and somebody that you trust, or if you know you can go to these local meetups and sometimes the problem is for most investors most full-time investors finding a deal is usually the hardest piece of the uh, puzzle right 
you know. So for myself, that's the hardest part. Like I said, I have access to funds. I have people who want to invest with me. So, you know, you can go to your local real estate meetups. Uh, you can maybe have like um, a family member, a trusted family member, and you guys could actually buy a house with conventional financing, meaning that uh, you could get a loan and, and put down, uh, you know, a lot of times you can get a property. If you're looking to just totally, if you want to buy and hold, right, you can get in a property for as little as three and a half to five percent down. So you and your, your, your family member, a close friend, a trusted friend, you guys could do that together. Both you guys would go on the loan uh, together. Uh, so that's an option. So it could be somebody right in your circle, right? You know, you don't have to look that far. It could be somebody right in your circle, but obviously you have to be a, a trusted individual. And, you know, you could do a one-off partnership, you know, if you just, you know, want to just invest in that one particular property, you could do that. And so it's people right in your, in your circle, right? Whether it be right in your community or whether it be a, a family member in another state or whatever, there are yeah. people that are more than likely in your circle that you guys can do a deal together. My sisters are doing a deal together, right? I'm walking them through how to do that. So you can, you can almost find a partner anywhere. Somebody that's trusted, that's that's important. Somebody that you trust, uh, that's important. Wow, that's huge. Finding somebody that you can trust because at this point, you're doing business with someone and I'm sure, I can only imagine the amount of deals that have been done with quote-unquote partners at the beginning and then things slowly unfold that's for right. whatever reason. And then you even, or a situation where it's worse and you've lost trust with that person. You don't even talk to that person anymore. So that's, right. that's huge. Finding someone that's that you right. can trust. Okay. Absolutely. So then, so then now let's go into the next thing, because I've heard of my wife and I, we've actually bought a couple properties. We flipped them. We sold them. And <clears throat> I know um, with most of those situations, we used hard money. And uh, of course, when you're first introduced to it, you are usually introduced to things and you say, OK, the, the interest rates, this, these numbers are this. Does this make sense? And at the beginning, we have those questions. But towards the end, we kind of say, OK, this is essentially how you do it until you have enough money to do it without a hard money lender. But let's go into that. If a person's hearing this for the first time or they're kind of on the fence about it, why would a person use hard money as an option? Yeah. So um, a person would use hard money. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, hard money. I like hard money because uh, it's first of all, it's not on your personal credit. So that's huge. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Calvin can attest to the whole personal credit, business credit. You guys as, as, as followers and subscribers, you know, power of that and so yeah. it doesn't go on your personal credit so that's huge uh yeah. secondly uh they really just look at the asset they look at the property and they don't really look at uh, uh every other thing like most conventional lending when you got go, go through conventional lending they're looking at the last two years bank statements they, I mean, i'm sorry your last two years taxes the last two months bank statements or uh, they want to see a two-year job history they want to see your debt to income ratio. So there's about 10 data points that they look at when you're going through regular lending as an individual. As a hard money lender, the main thing they look at is the property. Is it going to be a good deal? And are you purchasing it at 70 cents on the dollar or less? That's why you guys heard me mention about that magic number, 70 cents on the dollar. Most hard money lenders will not lend more than 70 cents on the dollar. That's kind of like their, their rule of thumb. There's a little bit of wiggle room in there, give or take. But in general, that's what they're looking at. So the thing is, you can identify a property and you can get it and you can buy it for uh, getting the contract, maybe 60, 50 cents on the dollar. Mm -hmm. A hard money lender 
will finance the purchase and the repair. So let's just use a quick scenario. If it was a property that was worth $100,000 after you fix it up and you were able to negotiate and buy it from somebody for $60,000 and it only needed about $10,000 worth of work, uh, the hard money lender would finance the purchase and the $10,000 in repairs. You know, you might have to come to the table maybe with five, six, six thousand dollars $6,000. So that's the huge benefit that it's not on your personal credit. They're looking at the property and they'll finance the purchase and repairs. So there's several benefits, but those are some of the main ones in hard money lender. Uh, the terms and the interest rate is usually a little higher and it's for short, short term financing, most of the time about 13 months or less. And so you can get in and get out. You know, that's the thing that Calvin that I want people to know is don't always just look at the interest rate because really the interest rate is kind of arbitrary because it might be 15 percent, 13 percent, right? Yeah. Um, but you're not keeping it for a whole year, right? It's, it's only for short term. It might take you uh, 30. It might take you 30 to 90 days to flip the property. You might be in and out of it from anywhere from 60 days up to 180 days, right? And so yeah. you're not even going to pay a full year's uh, interest on that. So you got to look at the big picture. As long as the numbers work, and normally since you're getting it at a good deal, um, and you have uh, you got to have a good contract and know your numbers and all that stuff. Normally, the interest rate doesn't really matter. You're still going to make good money. I would imagine. I know you said you guys use hard money lenders. I imagine yeah. that you still made money at the end of the day, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We we made sure that the numbers made sense. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's easier, in my opinion, it's much easier to qualify for a hard money lender than it is uh, for a conventional lender. Wow. Wow. And, you know, I think that, you no, know, that's a great way, uh, obviously, you know, see, see, guys, that's why we bring you people that's performing at the top 20 percent of their industries. OK, because, see, if he didn't do this, he wouldn't be able to break that down to where it makes sense. So thank you for uh, making that seem, you know, uh, man, a, a lot easier. And that's another thing, too, is that when you're talking about, let's say, a hard, no, a hard money situation um, and finding a partner, there are people out here. Uh, and let me know if I'm wrong, Sean, about this. But there are people out here that are always looking for deals like Sean. And you you may stumble upon something like a family member, a family member may own something or a church yes. member may own something. And no one knows that they want to sell. So obviously that's an off market property. And then you say, well, I don't have the financial structure to put this deal together. You can easily talk to someone like Sean and he'll say, listen, we're going to figure this out. That's right. <laughs> hey, you said it right there. You can you can drop the mic right there because I've done it several times over. Wow. And so I'm always, you know, mainly looking to uh, invest in the uh, North and South Carolina market. And I got family ties in uh, the DMV. So those are the main markets that I invest in. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you just get with people who are investment minded people and yeah. you find a deal, whether it's a family member that you're not family member, but maybe a friend that has a family house that they're trying to sell, like somebody's going to bring money to the table to make that deal work. I've done that several times over, yeah. you know, and those are the best deals because one, usually they're motivated, you know, it's like, oh, we already have a house. We don't need that other house. We can't afford it, you know, so it's, it's more of a burden to us. We just want to get rid of it. And secondly, yeah. there's no competition. It's not on an open market. So you can negotiate the best price. It's just a meeting of the minds. You, Give them what they're looking for, um, and then you get a good deal. 
Uh, you flip that bad boy, and I don't want to get too off topic, but sometimes you can get a situation like that where you don't even have to renovate it. You can mm. wholesale it. You can get it under contract for sixty thousand, and you can just wholesale it, sell it to somebody else without doing anything to it. You can sell it to them for seventy thousand, seventy-five thousand. Mm. So you know, there's so many opportunities around real estate investing and how to finance it. But if you guys kind of see the common thing to all of this has been just finding a deal. If you find a deal, numbers, you know, are going to work itself out. The money is going to find it, right? You know, so you'll have flexibility whether you uh, partner with somebody as you know or whatever, whether you do a hard money a lender or you can always wholesale it without really putting any money into it. You just assigning your contract interest to somebody else for X amount of dollars, ten thousand dollars, fifteen thousand. So the sky's the limit. Just find the deal first. That's what I want you guys to focus on. Get creative. Find the deals, and the money is going to show up. That's right, guys. Get creative. I know that's right. And that's the thing. Like Sean said, it's a lot of it's a ton of deals out here. We kind of dabble a little bit from the real estate brokerage side of things, uh, you know, and we have a few of investors. So every now and then we come across some properties or people that call us that want to sell their properties. We instantly let them know. And so almost at the and of course, since we're licensed, you know, but if we were not licensed, we would essentially be wholesalers, you know, in a That's sense. Right. So and right. uh, and I know, man, it's, it's like you said, it's so many ways uh, to participate in this, you know, so let, let's keep going. I'm loving it, man. Let's, let's keep going. So now you also mentioned that uh, there's a way to do this, um, even if it's um, traditional, like, you know, right. and you mentioned a, a 203K. So how could you do it with a 203K? Yeah, so this is really cool. Um, 203K is uh, it's a loan product, and it's uh, based uh, upon you know FHA, Federal Housing uh, Administration, right? And it's really the, the whole purpose of FHA is to make it affordable for the average individual to get in a house. So FHA has a program where you can put three and a half percent of the purchase price down, right? Um, but then they go a step further. They have an FHA 203K. Our program 203k it just basically allows you to buy a property and, and, and you can fix that property up right it's just a process right so the only caveat is fha expects you to occupy and live in the property so it'll be something that you have to hold for at least a year you have to live in the property for at least a year but you can have a single family property that you do that with or you can have up to a fourplex. So you can have, you know, a two unit, a three unit, or a four unit. So literally, people have actually gotten these loans. They give you the renovation money. All you have to put down is three and a half percent. People have actually lived in one unit and rented the other three units out. So I mean, you can't even imagine the windfall some people have had uh, just over this past few years. The market's been booming to be living in one unit. And basically, the three tenants that live in the other three uh, units have been paying down the mortgage. And this person is making money on the cash flow because their mortgage payment is, is relatively decent, right? And so they're able to make money on the cash flow. And then after one year, if they decide to sell, um, they're making money off of the property from selling it. So you can get the best of both worlds. You can get the monthly cash flow, you know, after you living in one property and the uh, tenants are paying the other ones so it's three and a half percent then that's probably the biggest thing that excites me about it like you know so you can partner with somebody if you don't have a three and a half percent 
you'd have to get somebody that will physically have to go on the loan with you. That's the only catch. They would have to qualify and a couple of different things, you know. But my thing is this. Get creative. <laughs> Figure right. it out. Figure out, you know, your, your family members, somebody that you can trust that, you know, they might have the credit and you might have the three and a half percent, but you might have the credit and they might have the three and a half percent, right? Yeah. You know, you guys get on it together and, and you guys work it out. Uh, you can sign an agreement on the side as to how the profits are going to be split and all that good stuff, a partnership agreement. So three and a half percent down is amazing to be able to secure and control an investment property for only three and a half percent down. I mean, that, that's amazing. And then, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but you could also, in a lot of cities, they have down payment assistance programs, right? So sometimes you may not even come to the table with a total of three and a half percent down if there's down payment assistance uh, available. You know, there may be a little bit of buffer. I know most of the time FHA, they do want you to have skin in the game, but you can get uh, pretty much get in with, with little, little to no money down, right? So when I'm saying little to no money down, I'm talking about the average investor that's buying a conventional property usually has to put down 20%. You know, all the things I'm talking to you guys about are like, you know, anywhere from three and a half percent down to, you know, up to 20%, you know, everything in between. Well, there's several opportunities to get in the market and you don't have to have 20%. You don't have to go through conventional lending where they look at your uh, debt to income ratio and all that stuff. So there's several different options. The way I like to look at things is figure out what bucket you fit in and that's where you get in. Get in where you fit in. If conventional is going to be the best for you, when you work it that way, cool. If hard money is going to be best for you because you don't want to put it in your name, you want to put it in your LLC name or what have you, um, do that. And, and, and let me just talk a little bit about that right quick. Yeah. In order to use a hard money lender, uh, you have to be a business, right? But most hard money lenders, they'll allow you to start an LLC uh, today yeah. and apply for a loan under that LLC tomorrow. Wow. So you don't have to be all the sophisticated stuff like, well, I don't have an LLC. Well, <laughs> go do one and you got one now, you know, so it, no excuses. Just get creative. Think outside the box. Find the deals and the money is going to show up. Right. That's huge, man. You know, And you know what? I'm so glad you brought that up, too, Sean, because a lot of people, you know, they talk about two or three K loans all the time because it's such a traditional, you know, loan. But I don't think people look at it uh, from that standpoint. I'm so glad you broke that down. Uh, sure. And again. That three and a half percent, it sounds much better than 20 percent. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's a big difference. A huge yeah. difference. Yes, wow, sir. That's huge. That's yes, huge. Sir. All right. And then, of course, the final way you mentioned um, is that, you know, a lot of people talk about a turnkey property or buying a, you know, a property turnkey. So now what does that mean exactly? Yeah. For the most part, a turnkey property is something that you can move right in. You don't have to do any repairs. Maybe minor. If you got to paint, if you don't like the paint color. Uh, maybe, you know, like the flooring, you got to put carpet in, you know, but that's the extent of turnkey that it needs nothing more than maybe minor things or just you can move right in. If you like the paint color and you don't mind the carpet, everything's good, you can move right in. That's turnkey. Turnkey means that almost like a retail property, you know, when you're kind of looking on the market and you see these nice properties out there, you see something that you like and it's yeah. in uh, an area that makes sense to you. And, you know, it fits in your budget, right? It fits in your monthly budget. Because one thing about it is I hear people talk about it. And I know you do, Cal, from being in the business. People talk about 
oh, interest rates are high. Interest rates are, you know, six and a half, seven percent now. And they used to be three percent. Well, if yeah. you've written, interest rate is 100 <laughs> percent. I like to say that. Right. <laughs> so get in where you fit in. Put three and a half percent down on a turnkey property that's retail, ready to move in. You can actually buy that property with three and a half percent down, move in, stay in that property for a year. And if it's in a booming area, nine times out of 10, it's gone up in value. You know, in, in mm-hmm. month number 13, you can sell that bad boy and walk away with a profit. Um, there's also other things, you know, I'm not a CPA, not a tax advisor, but anybody can look it up. You can look if you hold on to that property for uh, two years out of the last five years, if you hold on for two years, you can actually sell that property and don't pay any taxes or uh, income taxes on that, that sales, no capital gain taxes on that, that sale. So, I mean, it's a way to get in the game, right? You know, uh, um, I believe every person, especially the younger you are, the better if you can start this. Mm-hmm. I love when, you know, young people that are, you know, in their uh, early 20s, they're getting mm-hmm. those and owning something. I mean, because that puts them uh, far ahead. I mean, everybody kind of knows. Uh, and if you don't, you should know that real estate is one of the uh, best pathways and the gateway to building wealth. So you got to own something. That's that's another thing that inspired me uh, to get into real estate years ago, Calvin. I, I like to read a lot of uh, autobiographies and stuff like that. And so all the you know successful people that I was reading about, they had this one common thing all of them had some type of investment in real estate. They made their fortunes from real estate. And so I'm like, hey, if they could do it, I can do it as well. You know, because even if we think about uh, in this technology and industry where, you know, I mean, uh, uh, technology time period where, you know, everything's tech and so forth. But all these tech people and industries, people got to have a place to live. Amazon got to have a place to put all their, uh, you know, their items. So real estate, they need real estate. A warehouse to put their items in so real estate is not going anywhere we all need a roof over our head businesses need you know something somewhere to keep all this stuff even if everybody went to online selling like it's yeah. still a physical product and they got to keep it somewhere so real estate is not going anywhere it's tangible you no. can look at it and touch it you can use it as as leverage you can use it as uh collateral um you yeah. can use it as an airbnb you can do just so many things with real estate that uh i yeah. i, I yeah, that's huge. You know, you touched on, man, listen, guys, I, I hope y'all taking notes, okay? Um, because, you know, you touched on so many things, not not just in this particular small piece, but in this entire conversation. I want to kind of go back to a couple things, but you mentioned equity. And my wife and I, we bought our, we bought a two-unit property back in 2013, mm-hmm. and that was our first property. We bought it when we were, I think, 24. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and... That property, we bought it for $130,000. Unheard of to find a two-unit in Chicago for $130,000. And uh, it was a great property. We still own that property today. That property, um, it's not in the best neighborhood, but it's not in the worst neighborhood. That's right. right. So it's in a decent neighborhood. Saying (laughs) saying that to say, talking about equity, that property is worth $270,000 right now. I, yes, here's the yes. great. Here's the crazy part, Sean. We did nothing. We have, and not in a bad way. We haven't done anything to the property outside of just general maintenance. That's so great. that's great. that's huge. So you I talk about it. equity. You know, we always because people don't understand this stuff. They even hear it in the music when Jay Z says, "Listen, pay me, pay me in equity, right?" Yes. <laughs> or beyond yes. just them. I, yeah. But either way, they pay me in equity, and that's and that's what it's all about. Because 
like you said, if people get in earlier, not yes. only will you learn everything, um, not only will you make the mistakes early, get stuff out the That's way, right. but you'll be able to see the fruit of what you're doing and enjoy it for a much longer time frame. That's huge. Man, that's real talk right there. You you said it all. And I try to explain uh, to my nephew, my, my 16-year-old nephew, he lives with me. And, um, you know, I said, you know, you know how these uh, entertainers and these different people and, and you guys talk about, hey, they're worth this and they're worth that. I said, you know that that's called net worth, right? And that has to do with equity and, you know, that they have in their properties, their real estate, their music, their uh, endorsements and, and all those good things, right? So, all of that, like you said, that equity is a huge piece. And if I'm doing just some really quick, simple math, I might miss it a little bit. But you paid, like, I think you said 150, 120, and it's worth 130. Like 130, and mm -hmm. it's worth how much? Uh, 270, 270 right now. 270. Mm -hmm. That sounds like about $140,000 worth of equity to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's huge. That's life changing, yeah. to be honest, yeah. right? You know, where else can you go and just buy something and all of a sudden, you have access to $140,000 worth of equity. Right. You know, people and can a, start right. a business with that money. You could pay off some debt with that money. And the good thing about it is, you know, you can do all that and still own the property. So, I mean, right. equity, that's that's the key. You know, that's that's the gateway to wealth right there. So that's why I absolutely love real estate because you can you can do exactly what you said. You, you guys still own it. It has a ton of equity in there. You can leverage that and do other things if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Man, Sean, listen, you listen, you most definitely gave the game uh, today. And guys, this is just a taste of what you can get, uh, you know, from just learning and being around people just like Sean. You guys know when they talk about I don't know if you guys read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad or not, because I know that's a very popular book. But very you no know, strong words came from that book. He was the first person that I've ever seen. You know, essentially, I believe he coined the phrase OPM, other people's yes. money. So right. and we and, and when you when I, when you read that, people think like, okay, I get that they're saying other people's money, but who do I know that's got money? Guys, this would be Sean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but essentially looking for um he's he's open. Yeah, yes. right, looking for those deals. And that's that's what that's for. That's huge. Absolutely. That's huge. And I'll and I'll say this, Calvin, although you know, I only got core main markets that I invest in. I got relationships all across the country. So, mm. you know, if, if any of your, your you know, guest subscribers or what have, what have you uh, do have some opportunities in different markets, like I'm open, like I have partners in different markets and they have the funds uh, to invest. All they need is opportunities. They need the properties. You guys find the properties and we'll bring the money to the table. So there you have it right there. There's no excuses. <laughs> if you're looking to get into real estate investing, like, this is a gateway where you just identify the property, find the deal, and uh, you know we'll bring the money to the table. As a matter of fact, that's kind of how I got started into real estate yeah. investing in a lot of ways. Just working with an investor client, and I found out like, hey, I'm going finding the deals, sourcing the deals, running the numbers, and all that stuff. He was just bringing the money to the table, and uh, I helped him get about 15 deals before. I'm like, wow, you know, I need to be doing the same thing. And so that was really just the, the birth of um, real estate investing full time for us. And we haven't looked back since. Wow. That's huge, guys. Man, that, that's that's huge. So, again, thank you so much, Sean, uh, you know, for giving uh, so much information and really just educating the people and the viewers um, on how they can actually go into 
uh, you know, real estate investing with little to no money down. So listen, what if someone wants to work with you or they want to partner with you? What's the best way uh, to reach out to you? Is that going to be via social media? Uh, I did. Uh, if so, of course. And real quick, guys, as you guys can see uh, right there on the screen, if you guys are want to uh, actually follow Sean, of course, you can find him on Facebook as well as uh, Instagram as well, too. And of course, let's help him build uh, that, that YouTube channel so you guys can keep Appreciate getting those that. gems um, as well. But what's the best way to reach out to you, Sean? Yeah, thanks so much for that, Kyle. And the best way to reach out to me is uh, a social platform, uh, social media platforms, Facebook. You can find me, Sean K. Langston, um, on uh, Instagram, IG. You can find me by Sean K. Langston. I think my business handle is uh, Sean K. Langston, business builder. You know, I, I build businesses myself and I help others build their business. So wow. those are my two main platforms, YouTube, uh, Sean K. Langston. Uh, message me on, on Facebook or message me on IG. I return all my messages and that's the easiest way to get in contact with me. But let's 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 build, let's do some things together. Let's create generational wealth uh, by uplifting and helping one another. Like, you know, I believe uh, one thing's for sure that success leaves clues. So that's how I found uh, Calvin's uh, podcast and his channel, because uh, he, he left a lot of clues of success like breadcrumbs, right? So, you know, there's this out there, like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to do it all yourself. You just partner with other people that have been where you're trying to go. And that's the fastest and quickest way to, to, to get to uh, financial freedom and wealth. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Sean. We appreciate you taking away the time from, you know, your, your busy day, your family, your businesses uh, to honestly drop some knowledge. And guys, be sure to not only follow Sean, but if you guys are serious, make sure you guys reach out to him, especially if you're in the DMV area, especially if you're in the North Carolina area. You just got some questions, things of that sort. He most definitely can, uh, you know, help you, you know, fill in those blanks um, for you guys. Is there anything that you want to leave uh, our audience with before we jet out of here? You know, one thing I'll leave your audience with is uh, I'm about to start a coaching program. That's one thing, wow. right? So if somebody needs, in, you know, straight up, one-on-one, -on -one, hands-on for a long period of time, I'll be opening that, that up pretty soon. But another thing I'd like to leave is that one thing that my mentor told me years ago, right? And... That is one of my favorite sins. When all is said and done, there should be more done than said. You know, what mm. that means to me is forget all the talking about it, forget all the thinking about it, forget all the, I ain't saying forget praying, but you got to pray and take action, right? So That's right. it's about take action, taking action. So when all is said and done, it should be more done than said. Let's just make it happen. Man, make sure that there's more done than said, guys. All right, put some action behind what you guys want. Thanks again, Sean. We greatly appreciate you being here uh, you, on brother. today on the 80-20 podcast. Where we interview the top 20% of people uh, in their industry. So thanks again, Sean. We appreciate you uh, for today. You have a good one. You too. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you.